Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesale and Electrical Marketing with the December 7th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. Champion began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988, and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, we explore some weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks, and then dig into some other metrics measuring the construction market that will be of interest. We'll also be looking at the latest national construction data from the value of new construction. Let's first check out some weekly economic indicators that can offer an early indicator of where the market may be headed and when and where any economic turn for the better may be occurring. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rate freight cart traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's electrical economy for 2020. Let's first look at unemployment claims at the state level. The weekly unemployment data from the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics highlights the states with the most unemployment claims. This data is valuable to electrical distributors, manufacturers, and reps because it offers empirical evidence of just how big an issue layoffs are now at the local level. On a more positive note, when these claims start declining and establishing a trend in this direction, it will be a clue for you when the economy is starting to improve in that state. For the week ending November 28th, the advanced figure for the seasonally adjusted initial claims was 712,000, a decrease of 75,000 from the previous week's level. The five states with the most initial unemployment claims during this time period were California with 129,664, a decrease of 38,522 claims, Illinois with 74,139 claims, an increase of 8,543. New York with 46,083 claims, a decrease of 735 claims. Ohio with 27,201, a decrease of 2,997 claims. And Minnesota with 24,775 claims, an increase of 1,861 claims. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, which publishes this data weekly. Total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 452,792 carloads and intermodal units, up 3.7% compared with the same week last year for the most recent data. AAR Senior Vice President John Gray said in the press release, U.S. rail traffic continued to make up lost ground in November. Excluding coal, total U.S. rail carloads are now very close to where they were before the pandemic hit with with grain volumes approaching record highs due to soybean exports. Meanwhile, U.S. intermodal volumes have seen near record highs the past couple of months due to both import volumes and internet purchasing by consumers. Grain was the only commodity posting a year-to-date increase over 2019 from the most recent data. It's showing an increase of 2.6%. Coal continues to show the biggest decline with a 25.5% decline year-to-date, followed by motor vehicles and parts at 21.1% and metallic orders and metals at 16.8%. If you track the oil market, you are probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. 
This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas re region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The Baker Hughes rig count is still showing a drastic decline in business from 2018, but the numbers are improving. Since our last report, the U.S. total rig count gained 10 rigs, and the percentage rate of year-over-year -year decline improved from minus 62% to minus 60%. The total rig decline also improved from 487 rigs in our last report to 476 rigs and year over year in this week's gain, a gain of about 10 rigs. Despite the tiny improvement, it's still important to look at where the oil market was in just, just a few short years ago. Five years ago, that total rig count touched 1,600. Today, rig count is at 323 rigs in total. The largest basin in the United States, the Permian Basin in Texas, had close to 600 rigs operating five years ago. Today, it's down to 164 rigs. That's a huge decline. This for a barrel of the benchmark, West Texas Intermediate Oil continues to bump along at around $40 per barrel. Oil prices have a long way to go to get to a price where drillers can make money. That varies by region, but a good rule of thumb is about $60 per barrel. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading indicator for future economic activity because it's used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the market leaders because of its use in wire and cable and copper plumbing pipe. Copper prices continue to soar, and it is still one of the most bullish economic indicators in the electrical market today. Prices recently topped $3.50 per pound. I thought we would take a look at the latest value of new construction data published by the U.S. Census Bureau to give us a sense of which types of construction have weathered the storm best in 2020 through October. Two things always stand out to me when I look at the value of new construction, the importance of residential construction, and how relatively few project types top 1% of the total. As a whole, private residential construction accounts for 44% of all private construction. Private single-family construction has a 22% share of the construction, the largest individual category. Private multifamily has a comparably large share of just over 6%. Relatively few private construction categories are in the green when you look at the year-over-year -year data through October. Bucking the trend is single-family construction up 13% and multifamily construction up just over 18%. As you can imagine, lodging, retail, and restaurant construction has been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic, and some of these categories are down more than 20% through October. When you look at total public construction spending, you quickly see that the spending on federal facilities is actually quite small when you compare it to spending on state and local facilities. At the top of the list is the spending as a percent of the total of all public spending, or state and local spending on highways at 27%, and state and local spending on educational facilities at about 25%. When you look at public spending on a year-over-year -year percent basis, federal spending on public safety facilities pops off the chart. It's up 162% to $7.59 billion. Spending on educational facilities, one of the largest single construction project facilities for in the public arena, is down 1.9% year over year. This concludes the market data portion of our presentation for today. A special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2020. If you're working on your electrical sales forecast for 2021, check out Electrical Marketing at www.electricalmarketing.com. We provide electrical sales estimates at the metro, county, and state level, electric product sales estimates for 17 product categories at the state level, and access to a construction product database with hundreds of projects. We update that quarterly. 
annual subscriptions to Electrical Market are now available at a special $99 per year. Subscriptions include access to all market data at the Electrical Marketing Newsletter, which is published twice each month. To subscribe, just go to www.electricalmarketing.com, click on the menu icon at the top left of the homepage, and click on Magazine Subscriptions. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. And thanks again to the folks at Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series in 2020. Our next presentation will be held on Monday, December 21st.